0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for walk well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
1: well, the Red Sox for breeze, the stench of that 6-13 start. They go to Tampa Bay and sweep. If a sweep in Tampa Bay was good enough for the Columbus Blue Jackets, by God, why not the defending World Series baseball champions, too? 6-4, six, 6-5, six, and 4-3. That last one taking 11 innings and getting them back to within five in the AL East. So with the cement just about to harden on a disappointing season. Nope. Little Benintendi, little Michael Chavis, a lot of Christian Vasquez, and a three-win Easter weekend. Praise the Lord. Bring on Detroit. Here comes the Monday edition of Sox Daily
2: it's your daily socks
0: podcast it's your daily socks podcast it's where you're gonna find out what the socks are doing it's your daily socks podcast it's your daily socks podcast
1: with a very good good Friday Saturday was pretty nice as well and Sunday in Boston tremendous across the board huge win for the Bruins in Toronto clinching win for the Celtics in Indiana and the sweet sweep of Tampa Bay for the Red Sox to cap the day Josh Lewin with you let's take it brick by brick here let's go back to Friday three key moments in that one two good and one bad. Fourth inning, Christian Vasquez home run to center for a 3-2 Boston lead. That erased would have been a quick 2-0 deficit. And wait a minute, I know you're saying, uh, Vasquez, isn't he hitting like a lot of home runs all of a sudden? Yes. Yes, he is. In fact, three in his last five games at that point, two in his last two, gave him four for the year, which at that moment was more than, oh... Nolan Arenado, Mookie Betts, Jose Abreu, Ryan Braun, Matt Carpenter, Azzy Albies, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, Josh Donaldson, Freddie Freeman, A.J. Pollock, Jonathan Scope, Joey Votto, Chris Bryant, Nelson Cruz, Matt Kemp, Jesus Aguilar, Charlie Blackman, Byron Buxton, Miguel Cabrera, Buster Posey, Daniel Palka, and Justin Turner. To name a few. Four home runs in 14 games. Last year for Vasquez, it was three home runs in 80 games. Slugging percentage last year, 283. This year, it is 483. Sixth inning of that game, Mookie, three for his last 33 at that point. He had a leadoff double against Wilmer Font. Mitch Moreland singled him to third. Nobody out. You're thinking, all right, here's the the big inning, the crooked number inning that was such a hallmark of the 2018 season. Up comes J.D. Martinez. He punches a single in a right center. That's 11 RBIs for him at that point for the year. 4-2 Boston. Can they keep it going? One run is great, but what else you got? as Aaron taunted Andy on the office right before he did a split and pierced his scrotum with his car keys, but I digress. The uh, the answer to what else you got, unfortunately, in this particular instance, Xander Bogart struck out, Devers struck out, Vasquez struck out. So it was the equivalent of the Andy Bernard scrotal experience. You had first and third nobody out. They did not add on, and that is one of the things that's been so frustrating about this season. But sure enough, tied at four, Mookie again, home run. Moreland right after that. They untie it with the back-to-back ding-dongs in the eighth. So the Sox take the opener in a game started by an opener for Tampa Bay. Six to four was that final. So they get the one win checked off. They're not going to get swept. They're not going to sink down to six and 14. They've got their seventh win of the year. What else you got? Saturday. Well, you had the World Series champions securing a winning series for the first time all year. Benintendi hit a grand slam. A tie-breaking ninth-inning sack fly, and that man, Vasquez, picked off Tommy Pham for the final out, 6-5 to five the final Saturday. Now, bad news before that game. The Sox put Nathan Avaldi on the DL, excuse me, the IL, because of loose bodies in his pitching elbow, and it was said it has not been determined whether or not he'll get surgery for that. Nate himself, downplaying the severity of the injury, he's had this thing before, says if the surgery is necessary, the recovery time is short. So, these in New York Monday. The uh, Yankees team doctor, of all things, Chris Ahmad, is checking him out. That's uh, the guy that performed Evaldi's second Tommy John back in 2016. One option is to just have a cortisone shot, but Evaldi indicated he wouldn't mind having the surgery again. And the, uh, the chances are, if that happens, we'd see him on a Fenway mound again around early June. So not, uh, not a crushing blow if that happens. As for the Saturday game itself, Rick Porcello... Better. Two runs allowed in five and two thirds. Matt Barnes got the win after he allowed a Yandy Diaz home run in the eighth inning to tie things up. Ryan Brazier would get his fifth save in six chances after he got into some trouble, too. But back to Vasquez, who turned Pham into his former teammate Colton Wong, the, the victim of a game ending pickoff at first. That is now seven career pickoffs for Vasquez, as the most by a Sox catcher since Rich Gedman. This game also featured. Drumroll, please. The Major League debut of the great Michael Chavis. And all he did was become the first Red Sox player to get an extra base hit in his first big league trip to the plate in five years. Bryce Brentz was the last to have done it. Chavis, the 39th batter that Jose Alvarado was facing here in 2019. But this was the first time there was an extra base hit that anybody got against him. A double that Chavis just smoked to center. Second highest exit velo of any Red Sox swing all year. Chavis wearing number 23. They don't let you mourn the end of the Blake Swihart era for long. That is true. So it was basically two number 23s in a stretch of four days for the Sox. Swihart and Chavis joining the likes of, uh, well, boy, 23 has not been a great number of late. Brandon Snyder, Marlon Byrd, Brent Lillibridge, Danny Valencia, Eric Bedard, Joey Gathright. But you know what? Alex Cora wore it as a player in 05. And Tom Bernanski in the early 90s. Oil can Boyd in the 80s. If you're old like me, you remember Louis Tiant Ward in the 70s. As for the uh, Porcello portion of Saturday, remember through three starts this year, that ERA was a ridiculous 11.12. He had yet to pitch through the fifth inning, and the most obvious sign that something wrong with Porcello, nine and a half walks per nine innings. This is a guy in his previous nine years had never walked more than 2.3 per nine innings. So nine and a half, an attention getter, And the Red Sox rotation as a whole, you you guys know the drill. I mean, the the first couple of rounds through that rotation, Rodriguez wasn't right. Evaldi wasn't right. Sale certainly wasn't right. So nice to see Porcello just kind of chip in with something. He he said after the game, he corrected a mechanical flaw that had his right hand trailing too far behind his body. Thought that was the beginning of better tidings going forward. He adjusted his hands at the start of that delivery and that enabled him to get better speed and movement on everything. And apparently it worked. He lowered his ERA from the 11s down to the 7s. But still, here we are three-plus weeks into the season. Porcello and Sale are a combined 0-7. Tampa Bay in that Saturday game very strangely ended up with four triples. Yeah, in one game. Most of the Sox had allowed in one game since 1983. Marcus Walden cleaned up a mess made by Bobby Pointer after one of those triples had cut the lead down to 5-4. to four. But in the ninth, when the game was tied 5-5, been attending uh, sack fly, following Chavis' double, and the Red Sox had their lead back, and that saved at the end by the pickoff from Vasquez. We should mention the catcher who left the program, Mr. Swihart, was traded to Arizona for double-A outfielder Marcus Wilson, mostly a center fielder, guy that was a one-time second-round pick five years ago, product of Tom Brady's high school back in California, if that means anything. But career on-base percentage of three fifty in the minors, Not a lot of power. We'll see if anything turns into uh, uh, anything we want to talk about regarding Marcus Wilson. But Blake Swihart, thank you for everything. And Chavis now has your number. Sunday, the chance to sweep and slice back to within five games of first after it could have been 11 back heading out of this series, right? I mean, if they would have gotten swept instead of being the sweepers, that would have been 11 games out on April 21st, so... Uh, Tampa Bay gets out 2-0 on Sunday. They get out on David Price, the X-ray, if you will. And David ended up with 10 strikeouts and only five innings, his third 10-strikeout game since the beginning of 2017. I would have thought that number would have been more, but that's the facts, Jack. He needed only five innings to get those 10 strikeouts. And Boston starters now, remember, first 13 games, 8.8 ERA. Last nine games now, we're talking a 3.2, and I think we can all live with that. Price threw four starts, five walks, 30 strikeouts, and the highest swing and miss rate of his entire career. Mitch Moreland homered to get him closer. That was in the fourth inning, solo shot, two-to-one ball game. And for Mitch at that point, seven homers, five singles this season. Top of the six, down 2-1, the towering Tyler Glasnow taken out at only 76 pitches. He did not seem real thrilled about that. Red Sox take advantage fully, three walks out of the bullpen, a big single from Xander Bogarts. And they toggle on top three to two. Michael Chavis comes up. Bases loaded one out against a slider ball artiste Chaz Rowe, but a ground ball double play. It stays three to two, bottom of the six coming up. All the way to the eighth inning till Matt Barnes gets out there. He allows a home run for the second straight game. This one to Tommy Pham, the man who had been picked off to end the Saturday game. Barnes is huge with the strikeouts so far this year. He's got 18 of them against one walk. But that's home runs allowed in back-to-back games. Not ideal. Fam got him to the opposite field on a curveball. Game ends up going to the 10th inning. First extra inning game all year. And after Diego Castillo had struck out the side for Tampa Bay in the 9th, Benintendi begins the 10th with a single up the middle. Betts fouls out. Benintendi steals second. Pierce down on strikes. Been a rough start for Steve Pierce. J.D. Martinez walked intentionally. J.D. has been great. He's got hits in 20 of the 21 games so far. So... They put him on. It's two-on-two out for Bogarts, who had the big two-RBI hit off of Glasnow earlier. Two for two in the past against Castillo, and there's Castillo throwing basically 85% cutters. He leaves one up to Bogarts, who rips it barely foul on 2 and 2 And then two pitches later, down on strikes, wasted opportunity. Bottom of the 10th, one-out infield single for Yandy Diaz against Marcus Walden. Up comes Pam, who rolls out to Bogarts. Winning run gets to second. Daniel Robertson up already with a two-RBI hit off a price. And on Daniel Robertson, wristband day, another ground ball to short. So the 11th inning is at hand. And Marcus Walden, great work, my friend, once again. Jose Alvarado now pitching. Devers starts it with a single up the middle. Chavis, in the 11th, mind you, then walks. And I bring that up because Chavis has his thing about good things happening at eleven eleven. He always, uh, he says he prays, at eleven, eleven a.m. and or p.m., he thinks that's kind of like the, the lucky moment. Likes the number 11 in general. So, yes, in the 11th inning, good things were about to happen. On, of all things, a sacrifice bunt from Jackie Bradley Jr. That moved the runners along. And, yes, kids, this is still a baseball play. Sometimes the circumstance of the game asks you to put a bunt down, and Jackie Bradley Jr. did that. His third career sack bunt, his first in four years, Nothing wrong with that when all you need is one. And sure enough, that man, Vasquez, crushes a fly ball to center. 4-3 Boston on the sack fly. That is great old-school baseball. Single walk, sack bunt, sack fly. Love that. And that basically sets it up for Brazier to knock it down for another save. One strikeout for him. That made it 17 for the day for the Sox. And once again, very strong work from the bullpen. Seven innings of one-run ball on Sunday, we will get to Alex Cora, but let's kind of keep this bullpen thing going for now. Marcus Walden talked with the fellas in the booth after the game. Guy that is winning a lot of ball games. Here is Marcus Walden.
0: Now well, the Red Sox win four three. Some great relief pitching, and uh, joining us is the winning pitcher who gave the Red Sox two stellar innings, Marcus Walden. Uh, Marcus, congratulations.
2: Thank you very much.
0: And uh, the Red Sox showing a lot of faith in you. Now you're pitching in very high-leverage situations. That's got to make you feel pretty good.
2: Yeah, pretty good to get in there and have a game that it's close and being able to go out and attack some guys. Well, you've, you've
3: certainly been attacking, uh, Marcus. I want to go back to last night as well after that triple by Austin Meadows they made it a one-run game. You come back, get a couple of punch-outs to kind of preserve that game. And again, here tonight... How are you feeling out the back end of this bullpen? I mean, you've really performed in these high-leverage situations, and I guess the more you get, the more comfortable you feel.
2: Definitely. I mean, that's the biggest thing uh, I thought last year was a big th- big part of getting my feet wet in the big leagues, and being able to get in some leverage situations this year is huge.
0: Well, you certainly paid your uh, dues uh, in the minor leagues and also independent ball. Uh, what kept you going, and what turned it around?
2: I mean, honestly, my wife is the one that kept me going. Um Turning it around is honestly some guys that really helped me with Zach Jackson, Chad Beck, and one of our guys in AAA right now is Dan Runsler. He played together with the Twins organization in AAA in 16, and uh, he helped me out a lot.
3: Well, you look at this ball club now, Marcus, and you're going back home after a three-game sweep. I mean, things were, you know, fans get a little bit antsy after you're swept against the Yankees in New York, and now you come in and beat the hottest team in baseball and go back home for 10. This has got to be a pretty good feeling for the ball club now. Can you feel... Uh, a bit of a different uh, bump in energy in the clubhouse.
2: Definitely. Big big jump in energy, and, I mean, it's going to be a happy flight on the way home and get ready for tomorrow. Well, Marcus,
0: you seem to have picked up velocity over the last couple of years. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah. I mean, when I was with the Blue Jays early in my career, I was, they wanted me to be a sinker baller. Um, that's why I still throw a lot of sinkers, two seamers. Um, but once I ended up getting released by the Reds, my buddy who played in the big leagues for a little bit, Sean Halton, was like, hey, if you can throw hard, it's going to keep you in the game. I was like, dude, I can still throw 93-94, and uh, so ever since then, I've really tried to keep my velo and keep it up.
0: And how about the Red Sox winning it with small ball there, a bloop, a walk, a sacrifice, and a sack fly. A huh?
2: huge sack bump right there by Jackie, great at bat by Vasquez right there. It was huge.
1: The bullpen supposed to be rickety, supposed to give us all a heart attack. It has not really been that way at all. It's a big reason why the Red Sox are able to hoist themselves up to 9-13, and 13. I know that record doesn't sound great, but remember they started two and eight, so seven and five since then to steady a listing ship. It's a, a very nice thing to report. Alex Cora, after the game, asked about all this, and here's the skipper. Play good baseball.
3: Uh, we've been saying all along, you know, we, we need to get better, uh, a lot of things, and it starts with the rotation. Um, you know, he, he grinded out today. Hey, you know, they put good at bats, but. He, he gave us five and then the bullpen did an outstanding job, just one pitch, you know, and um, we'll take that pitch in any at-bats with, with that guy on the mound. So play good defense, run the base as well, uh, put good at-bats didn't stop playing and um, did a good job over the weekend, but now, you know, we got to go home and, and keep keep getting better, that's what we got to do, you know, if we keep doing that, we're going to be in good shape.
2: Why should you appreciate the way
3: uh, four guys kind of manufactured that run there? Against yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I know Jackie, I don't know if that's his first one in his career or whatever, but I know uh, he hasn't been successful, um, you know, last year he wasn't, and then this year there was one attempt, but... Uh, you know, it's what we have to do, you know, we're trying to, to advance the runners and, and make, you know, they have, they have to make a decision. They got Benny behind Christian, but at the same time, you know, we have Mookie behind Benny. So it was one of those that we don't do that usually, but in the in the spot we were in, we had to do it, and he did a good job. Um, you know, Rafi put in the ball in play, Christian, you know, hitting the ball in the air. Um, it was good. and. Uh, and they did a good job over the weekend. Uh, you got to give those guys credit. You know, um, a lot of people after the game in New York, after the Grand Slam, you know, um, you know, they, they they were talking about this weekend that it was kind of like the biggest weekend, of, of, you know, of April. You know, but we took it like like just another another series. Go out there and try to win the series and. You know, we had the extra incentive that we, we swapped them. How good did you feel about, you know, bunting to get the Vasquez because he usually makes contact? He's yeah, I mean, they're going to play the infield in. They're going to make a decision. It's a lefty against the righty, and he's been swinging the ball well, uh, direct to the ball. So, um, you know, he's a good uh, situational hitter. You know, he hit a rocket in, in that hidden run. So he, he he has a pretty good idea how to play the game and um, against a tough guy that keeps the ball down. He put a good swing on it hit in the air. Earlier today, you are talking about Marcus pitching in tough situations. Gave you two strong innings again. Do you feel like this was another instance where he's gaining confidence as well? Um, I bet he is. Um, He made some good pitches. Um, He used the slider a lot today Uh, against those guys. The fastball was good. Um, He did an outstanding job. You guys I said the other day how much respect you have for Alvarado to be able to beat him twice in a series. Yeah, I mean... um As you know, last year we did a good job against against bullpens. Um, it seems like we, we put good at bats in the last third of the game, and we did over the weekend. Um, I think that's something we haven't done in the first whatever 20 game, whatever it is. I don't even know. But uh, like this weekend, we did a good job against them. Um, you know, just grind out at bats. Even even Xander in that at bat, you know, laying off sliders and swinging and fouling them off. The guy made a, a an a, a pitch and you know he struck him out, but it's not that we're giving bats away. It, it looks a lot different uh, um, offensively, offensively. So you know, it, it feels it feels good to see them playing that way. Yeah. What,
1: were you, what were you checking
3: on in the first? Yeah, he, he threw the ball away without calling time, and uh, because uh, he threw it to the bull guy or whatever, the bull is dead, so nothing happens. If he would have thrown it into the dugout, then we advance. I think it's two bases. All
1: right, that's the manager, and there are still some concerns. Uh, We've talked about the second base wasteland. Pedroia's hurt again. Brock Holt still not ready. Nunez on the injured list. They are 30th in production at second base out of 30 teams. Uh, they're, They're hitting 129 at that position, OPS of about 310. They're loath to play Chavis there because he doesn't really have a lot of experience at that position. But that's a concern. Sale continues to be an obvious concern, 0-4, ERA of 8. But that gets us to the Tigers series coming up starting tonight. Sale against Boyd, not oil can Boyd, Matthew Boyd. And one of these guys, Sale or Matthew Boyd, 36 strikeouts already, the other only 14. Wouldn't you think the guy with the 14 would be Boyd? No, Matthew Boyd in the same number of starts as Sale— Three and a half times more strikeouts than Sale. It is 36 to 14. Sale right now is 151st in the majors in strikeouts. And Boyd is top 10. Sale's velocity was up at least that last start against the Yankees. But the ERA is still elevated as well. Not a lot of swings and misses. That's, I think, the biggest thing to watch for. Can he get with that against the Tigers, who are actually hitting uh, a little at least of late? I mean, you look at this roster. They're not built. To slug pasture, even though they've got Miguel Cabrera. Cabrera has no home runs. And we remind you, Vasquez has four for Boston. Miguel Cabrera is hitting 267. The only Tiger player better than that is Nico Goodrum at 279. This is a team picked to finish last or next to last in the AL Central. Josh Harrison has been a bust for them. He's hitting 122. Their center fielder, Mikey Matuk, is hitting, well, he's 0 for 23. I believe that's zero. But their pitching has been surprisingly very good. Team ERA of three and a quarter. Game time Monday, seven ten p.m. at Fenway. The undefeated Mario Impemba, former voice of the Tigers, in the booth with Joe Castiglione. We hope you'll be able to tune on in. You know where to do it and how to do it, but to be very, very nice to have the Red Sox back and a chance to really get this going now. They've got a 10-game homestand, and it all kicks off against those Motor City Kitties on a Monday night. So... Very good things to report, kind of shipped to shore here with the Bruins getting the must-needed win, the Celtics looking great, and for the first time all year, we can say the Red Sox are looking, if not great, they're looking like themselves as they win in 11 on Sunday by that happy final of 4-3. to Music's playing. I gots to go. Josh Lewin. Bye-bye.